It's really good to see, I, I saw at least um, three people tonight that I haven't seen in a long time. So uh, for all of you though, like thanks for being here tonight. Hey, it's uh, week two in this new series we started last week called Life Issues. And uh, tonight um, we're talking about bullying and how the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, how that shines light on this issue of bullying, um, really a common issue. We don't talk about it a lot, or we haven't here um, as a group. Um, but here's the thing. I want to start with, well, first of all, do you see that statistic? I want to start with a statistic, and I'm not going to list off a ton of statistics, but that one thing on the screen, if you saw it, said that 13 million kids will be bullied just in the U.S. this year. 13 million. Think about that number. 13 million kids. Um, so none of us are immune to this. So I want to start with a question. When, when was the last time you were bullied by someone? Um, now seriously, if you're, if you're talking, I want you to think. I want you to stop. I want you to focus. But I want you to think as we like kind of dive into this issue tonight. Um, adult leaders, when was the last time you remember like being bullied? Was it was it today? Was it this week? Was it a month ago now? Was it a year ago? Um, or maybe let me ask it this way. When was the last time you were picked on, ridiculed, mocked, or made fun of for anything at all? Was it today at school? I wouldn't be surprised if it was. I think for some of us adult leaders in here, we get to groups and we talk about stuff with you guys but we have probably forgotten what life in a public high school is like. Now, I realize some of you are homeschooled. Some of you go to a Christian school. It's maybe different, at least the homeschool situation. Christian schools, I don't know. But seriously, think about it. When was the last time? What did they say? Or what was it that hurt you? Or did they touch you? Did they choke you? What happened? Um, now, you know, like, maybe you're kind of like, well, Brad isn't, you know, isn't one of these more extreme than the other. Like, people get made fun of all the time. They're just joking. Isn't bullying different than being picked on? Maybe there's a difference there. It's not much of a difference. Um, it still hurts, right? And so whether you, like, go to this extreme and call it bullying, I don't have a def definition for what bullying is, but I think it's a pretty broad definition when it's 13 million students. Um, I would venture to say that almost all of us in here have been, like, bullied at some point in our lives. You guys are all in high school, so you've been through, I mean, maybe it starts in kindergarten and first grade, middle school. Um, for some of you, it started this year, and for some of you, maybe you've had a really bad year this year. Teachers were maybe called, a principal was called, there were meetings held, maybe like you saw in the video. Um, maybe it got awkward. Maybe you and some friends are now like kind of there's difficult things because something happened, and, um, but maybe this has been a really bad year for you. But so our question for tonight is this, how do, we, how do you handle bullying as a Christian in a Christ-like way? Or maybe even for you, if you're like, eh, I, I don't really know if I'm necessarily a Christian, still you're maybe asking, how do you handle bullying in a, in a Christ-like way? What's the, what's the Christian way to, to deal with this topic? Um, I don't know if you'd call it bullying or not, but um, when I was in middle school, we didn't call it bullying at the time, but I was like, I was verbally harassed is maybe what I would say. Now, here's the crazy thing. So 
it was just one kid, and his name was Marty Roth, and I was about twice as big as he was. I was about twice as high, um, and it wasn't like he punched me in the gut, but I, I could probably have taken him, I think. I don't wanna, I'm not a man of, of many muscles, but uh, I probably could have taken him. He was little and scrawny, and, uh, but here's the thing. Marty Roth had a mouth on him like you wouldn't believe, and uh, maybe a lot of you can relate to this because this is how you get it the most. And so for me, it was only in P.E., and uh, otherwise, Marty was a pretty nice kid. Marty was a year older than me, but it was only in P.E., and it made me hate P.E., and at times I dreaded going to school because at least in 7th and 8th grade, we shared P.E. together, and uh, it was just really for certain sports, baseball, volleyball, and uh, pickleball. And if you've never heard of pickleball, it's a pretty amazing sport. I'm not going to explain it. You guys know that it, have you played pickleball before? A lot of you have. Here's the thing, though. For Marty, he had nothing against me. He was a nice guy, I think. Um, it wasn't just targeted at me, but he was extremely competitive. And so here's how the scenario would play out. Especially, so like inevitably, every single time we were doing volleyball, I'd get put on his team, which was a nightmare. And uh, he was so competitive. The issue was if you struck out or if the ball dropped in volleyball and it was your fault, um, there was like this verbal lashing coming. And so um, you might need to, I'm not going to like scream it, but you might need to turn me down. It would be, so the volleyball comes, and I'm no bumping master, all right? I could play some volleyball, but when I bump that ball, it's going only the Lord knows where. And so that would happen, and Marty would be, I mean, so it would be done. It would be like his face would get all distorted, and he'd be like, suck! You suck! And he'd go like, what is the matter with you? But he would be like, I mean, it was just this ugly, like, you were ugly, and that was ugly. And I'd want to punch him in the face, um, but I never did. Bullying, you guys know how this works. If you attack him, like, you know what that means for you, and so you don't punch back. But so seriously, though, like, I hated it. And I was like, Marty, shut up. What's your problem? I don't know what I'd say. Um, but it was a nightmare, just this little guy, and I could have just, but... Here's the thing. You've maybe dealt with this. How, how's bullying gone for you? Have you experienced that, something like that? I mean, we laugh and it's funny now, but when it happens, it stinks. When somebody tells you, you suck, you're no good, a lot of times bullying is maybe like, um, hey, you're an idiot. Um, maybe it's like, you know, this kid, in the, maybe it's like, hey, why don't you go kill yourself? Um, it's stuff that's pretty horrendous stuff, and most of the time it's verbal. And so guys, a lot of times, if it's true bullying, I think it seems like the guy picks you out, and it's, and it's reoccurring. Maybe he pushes you every time, he, every time he sees you. Maybe if you ride the bus, you get strangled or choked. Um, most of the time, it's what we hear. It's verbal, and it's usually this stuff. Um, you're gay, you're a gay wad, or you, you faggot. Um, Super common when I was in high school, super common today. I don't say that flippantly. I never want to hear that here. I know that some of you, it's a part of your regular vocab at school. Hey, he's a fag. In fact, uh, like two weeks ago, Ryan and I saw, um, saw something like that written on a note card at Oasis. So I know for some of you, that's just part of your vocab. Um, but it, it kills. And especially in today's world, um, 
when you're younger and you're called gay, I mean, like, you, a guy maybe doesn't know how to deal with that. Like, a fifth grade boy is like, what are you doing? Do you know something? I don't, I mean, it's just awkward. Girls, with you, um, it seems like there's kind of this fierce competition for virtually everything. You know, everything. I mean, looks, popularity, whatever, but somebody might hate you simply for the reason that, the, I don't know, they think that you're maybe better looking than they are. Um, some guy talked to, uh, to you, and they, the guy didn't talk to them, and so they hate you. Um, it, maybe it's just like something that got around that you did or didn't do last weekend, and so suddenly you're a slut because a story got around. Um, it's maybe the position that you got on the team. It's maybe the chair you got first seat in band, and they didn't. Maybe it's a, you got lead in show choir, and they didn't, and so there's jealousy, and it turns into bullying and harassment and They flock together with their friends and they target people. Um, Maybe you get made fun of for it's just, it's your weight or there's a certain part of you that is bigger or smaller than it maybe normally is on a person. Um, They make fun of you for something you say. They make fun of you for uh, screwing up in PE, striking out. The reason I hate baseball today is because of Marty Roth. I think, because I would strike out often. Um, It's no fun, is it? And here's the thing, you guys. The crazy thing is that right as it happens to, we are so quick to dish it back out. We are so quick to dish it back out about other people. Now, we would never, um, we would never go bully the person that's bullying us. That would be stupid. That would be like a a death sentence. Um, But so we pick somebody else that's weaker or smaller or that we can power up on, that we are bigger than, and we take it out on them a lot of the times. We hate it, but a lot of times we're no different. And so we judge them and we hate them, but sometimes we don't treat people nearly the same. And so it's this vicious cycle of hurt and pain, and I don't really want to go to school today, and there's worry and fear and hurt and pain and worry and fear, and then sometimes it becomes, um, I'm going to pick a person and attack them, and, we, and it progresses, and there's another bully is formed. Um, here's the thing, the probably not so expected thing, because you're, you're here at a church tonight, is that the Bible actually addresses this. Um, in fact, it kind of addresses it in numerous chapters. Now, some of you that grew up in church are like, what? There's no, like, section on bullying, is there? No, but here's the thing. Um, this guy, David, who eventually becomes king, was harassed and bullied, and people sought his life for a good chunk of his life. And so, um, we're going to look at a psalm of, that David wrote tonight, um, so I want you to grab your Bibles, grab your Bible apps, if you will, just don't check Facebook. Turn with me to, uh, to Psalm 56. And we're going to look at, um, you guys, this whole section of psalms, the, the late, the like, 55 and above, and the early Psalm 60 through, I don't know, 65. A lot of them you guys read like a journal, read like a little glimpse into the diary of this guy David, who I believe these are written after he slays Goliath, mind you. He, he has the courage and he kills this giant, this giant guy with one rock, and yet um, sometimes it's Saul and his men who was king before him. Sometimes it's these other people. They're just pursuing him. We hate David, we're going to kill him. Maybe you're getting threats and maybe you're, 
Maybe you're getting bullied. Maybe I get like, you suck at PE, but I'm not, they're not trying to kill me. But with David, it was different. So let's look at this, Psalm 56. Um, the heading of these are important. I, James mentioned that a couple uh, months ago when he taught on a psalm. This says, for the director of music to the tune, this psalm, these were like songs written, to the tune of a dove on distant oaks. I like that. It was like, that was probably a top 40 hit back in the day. <laughs> and uh, David's like, I'm going to rip that off because it's a catchy tune. Except this is kind of a sad psalm. Of David, so David wrote this, a mictame, I don't know what that means, when the Philistines had seized him in Gath. So apparently David has been captured. But this is what he writes. Be merciful to me, O God, for men hotly pursue me. All day long they press their attack. My slanderers pursue me all day long. Time out real quick. A slanderer, a lot of you maybe know this, but if you don't, a sl- slander is um, somebody speaking negatively against you in a way that it um, kind of defames your character or reputation. Somebody speaking negatively against you in a way that it ruins your reputation. Talks about not slandering um, in the book of James. And so, basically, he's being bullied. My, my slanderers, these bullies, pursue me all day long. Many are attacking me in their pride. Now, just again, a side note, pride, look right up at me. Look at my face. Pride, that was awesome. Pride is the basic condition of every bully, at least on the outside. Pride and arrogance, I can be stronger than you, I can power up against you, and on the inside, I think there's, there's tons of insecurities. There's lack of identity, they don't really know who they are, but on the outside, it's pride and it's arrogance. Verse 3, when I am afraid, I will trust in you. Now, time out again, afraid, fear. Fear, quite simply, is the basic condition of anyone being bullied, isn't it? You're afraid. It's not fun. So how do we not be afraid? David says, when I'm afraid, I will trust in you, in God, whose word I praise How do we not be afraid? David says, in God I trust, I will not be afraid. Why? Like, what can mortal man do to me? He goes on to say, all day long they twist my words. They are always plotting to harm me. They conspire, they lurk, they watch my steps, eager to take my life. And he says to God, on no account, God, let them escape. In your anger, O God, bring down the nations. Record my lament, list my tears on your scroll. They are not, are, are they not in your record? Then my enemies will turn back when I call for help. By this, I will know that God is for me. Even just pause right there. Look at those last four words I just read, if you've got a Bible or an app or whatever. If you're a believer, if you're a disciple of Jesus Christ, God is for you. I hope you. I hope you know that. I know you don't feel it sometimes, but it says right there, God is for me. In God whose word I praise, in the Lord whose word I praise, in God I trust, he says again, I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? I am under vows to you, O God. I will present my thank offerings to you, for you have delivered me from death and my feet from stumbling that I may walk before God in the light of life. 
So in that last verse, you guys, he, he writes, God, you have, you've delivered me from death. Now, here's the thing. I don't think God, like, smited those group of men that were pursuing them. I don't think God just wiped them off the planet. Um, but here's the thing. David knows that God is his ultimate rescuer, his redeemer, the one who gives him hope, the God who he can trust. Uh, he knows that only God can save him. But this is the interesting thing. It's kind of what I love about the Old Testament is um, David only knows partly. He knows that God will rescue him, but he only knows partly at this point. He doesn't know the end story. He doesn't know exactly what will happen. He doesn't know that Christ is going to come. He doesn't know how God will do this. How does God do that? Do this? And I want to just point out that, and we kind of cover this every week, that in the end, someone Someone does die, right? I mean, at some point, a little ways down the road, like 900 years, someone does die. Someone experiences ultimate death, spiritual death, so that David can live. This person doesn't walk before God in the light of life, like it says. He doesn't do that, at least till the end, because at one point, right, he experiences complete and total separation from the God he loves. Why? Because Jesus is our substitute. He stands in our place. We're being pursued, we're going to die, and Jesus says, no, I'm going to take your place for you. You don't have to die. And so David somehow, I guess, knows that or can foresee it and knows, I don't even, what can man do to me? If death is taken away, like, who, who cares? What's going to happen? I'm going to be with God? What's the worst that can happen? We can live with no fear at all. We can live with no shame. We don't have to fear this just sin in general, the junk of life or death or suffering or bullies. And that doesn't make it any easier, but it does give you hope at the end of the day. That at some point, you just don't have to fear. And so I want you to write this down. Um, this is the main point for tonight. And uh, I'm going to flesh it out a little bit, but it's just this. You no longer need to fear. What can man do to you? Any, what's the worst? I mean, think it through, like seriously. What's going to happen? And maybe you do really need to get help, and we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But you no longer need to fear. Jesus has given you everything you need. Even, I don't think I understood this enough, that Jesus gives you courage to go talk to the teacher, to go talk to a principle, to go talk to your friends, to rally around you. Jesus has given you everything you need. Now, um, I know that that's, this seems like, like, Brad, every week, I know you give us this, like, Jesus bit. And, uh, and that seems almost over, like, oversimplified for those of you in here that really deal with maybe some, like, extremely harsh bullying um, but seriously, think about how this frees you. If you are secured in Christ, David says, you know what I stopped doing? Essentially, like, I, stopped, I wasn't putting my trust so much in, in what they said or in what they did or in what they talked about. I put my trust in the one true almighty God who loves me so much. That he thought about that. I mean, literally the thought had to probably go through his mind as these people are pursuing him. Like, let's just put this in perspective. I'm okay. I'm going to be fine. What are they, what are they even talking about? Um, before we get to just kind of some final practical applications, I really I wanted you guys to hear from um, 
one of our own, um, an Oasis student who's been dealing with bullying. And uh, again, I know perhaps a lot of you have, and you haven't talked about it, but um, the guy I'm talking about is uh, Mr. Jordan Dixon. And so um, I asked Jordan to come on up here, and I want to hear a little bit of his story. So Jordan, you can come on up. And uh, I'm kind of just going to do a little interview-ish thing with Jordan. How you doing? You guys give it up. Give it up for Jordan Dixon. Um, I'm actually, I'm, I'm guessing a lot of you in here could, you'd have a story to tell, but um, thanks for kind of doing this. I heard about um, just Jordan mentioned to me, I think a couple weeks ago, that he was kind of going through this. Um, still is. It's not really kind of over with. But um, I mean, we're just going to take five minutes or so, and I'm going to have Jordan share a little bit. So, Jordan, share with us um, kind of when, when the bullying started for you, um, just kind of maybe when it started, and what was the nature of it? I mean, was it, was it physical? Was it verbal? What, was the, what were the kinds of things that were going on? Well, I mean, you know, it started, I think, you know, in uh, middle school, and the word faggot was thrown around a lot. And, you know, I was walking in the hallway and bringing, hitting the books down. Uh, you know, it really, it, it kind of got to me because I, I didn't really understand why they were doing it. And it, it's, it took a lot for me to, like, go to someone for help because I'd never really dealt with it before. Totally. Um, so there was even, like, they kind of knocked the books down. I, I see that happen a lot in movies. It's primarily, no, you, I mean, you said a lot of it really is, was verbal. It started when you were in middle school, and it has progressed. I mean, like, you dealt with it, have you dealt with it this year? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, in high school? it's a lot this year. I think this, uh, this year's been the worst it's ever been. Uh, like, I'd be sitting in math class every day, you know, hearing people call out my name, hey, Jordan, you're a faggot, or stuff like, you know, we all hate you here, go home and kill yourself, like that kind of stuff, and uh, there's a lot of people that, you know, that get that kind of stuff themselves, and you'd think that people, if they have it themselves and know how they feel, they would do something about it, but no, that's one thing that happens all the time is no one wants to be called the snitch, and no one does anything about it. Hmm. That's good. You kind of mentioned that to me a couple times. Like, people are, I think there's fear in, like, what if I'm, I suppose, ridiculed because I go to bat for this other person or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, you kind of just maybe went into this, but what, um, and this is hard because you still have it going on currently, I understand, yeah. but what are some of the things that have helped, have helped you, have helped maybe it, but just have helped you deal with it, um, both maybe like just by, maybe stuff you tell yourself or what, ha what is the, um, what is the course you've kind of run through? Who, have you talked to somebody about it? Did you eventually go to? Yeah, I mean, one thing that I did is uh, kind of found, like, my core group of friends that I was, was able to trust and talk to my parents about it and, you know, be able to just tell myself, hey, I'm not that person. Uh, no, that's not true. Or, you know, I'm not a faggot or, you know, why would I go home and kill myself, you know, that kind of stuff. But um, I think the hard thing was was just that, you know, that you hear all these people saying this stuff to me, and then you have, I have my friends right next to me, and they just watch it happen, and they don't say anything about it, and, you know, I, I say something to people, like, if, if I see it going on, I would say something to people, but, um, I mean, that, it usually stops, 
but just no one's really said anything. Yeah. Have you talked to you? Your parents are in the loop. Yeah, my parents are in the loop, and you know, going. I I went to I you know I went to the principal about it, and there were consequences for it. And I mean, they were giving me threats. Hey, Jordan, I I know where you live. I'm gonna come and shoot your family because no one likes you. Um, you know, have that happen in the parking lot, um, walking in the parking lot and, you know, people get six inches away from me, look out the window and I see who it is and they're, fl they're flipping me off, telling me to go home and never come back. Um, what would you say to just other people maybe here in the audience that are dealing with this? Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, if you can work up the courage enough to uh, go to at least if it's happening at school or wherever, go to the administration about it. Uh, I think that if it's serious enough, they will do something about it. Uh, I think just society takes it so lightly and it shouldn't be because there are a lot of kids in, like every year that do kill themselves because of bullying because they think they're so worthless. And I just think it, it only takes one person to do something about it and then people will see that happen and they'll do something about it too. Um, any last, uh, like, things you want to share or anything else? No. I mean, just be able to tell yourself that if you're that person, be able to tell yourself that you're better than that and you don't need to be taking their, their threats or just the harassment. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Will you guys uh, thank Jordan for doing this? Thank you. It's awesome. You can take it. No, you can take it. It really does... Uh, Kind of takes a lot to be able to stand up in front of a group this size and, and tell your story about that. Um, even, you know, like you said, some of you, you're maybe not really bullied, but um, you know people that are. You see it happen. Um, we'll kind of get into these last couple things um, that addresses that a little bit. Like, it's maybe, it's, it's hard to stand up for somebody else. Um, maybe you're in here, and, uh, and you are the bully, and... I don't doubt that for a second. I love, I love you guys. I don't know what you're like at school. A lot of us leaders don't. And uh, I'm, not, I'm really not going to take the time to address that. I hope, you, uh, I hope you think about just the way you treat other people and what you say to them. And in fact, I mean, like, I know you guys, uh, most of you enough that I know that you're not the bullies, but I hope not at least. So, um, But here's the thing, just kind of some last application stuff real quick. Jordan kind of went into these, but like I said, one of the things that I, I feel like Jesus really does equip us with just having a life with Jesus and not, so you don't have, you don't have the fear and the worry maybe some other students have, is courage and the courage to do something about it. Um, so basically, if you are being bullied, you know this, but you need to tell somebody. You need to seek help from others who can do something about it. I should have just, when I was in middle school, I should have just gone to my PE teacher and just said, hey, this really bothers me. Um, I just didn't. I didn't want to deal with it. I, I talked to my parents about it, but it was kind of one of those, like, well, can he really get in trouble for this? Um, so, first of all, Jordan really kind of went over these, but talk to a trustworthy teacher or a principal who will actually care and, uh, and do something about it. There are some teachers that um, are huge, like, they get fired up about this, and they desperately want to see it stopped. Um, so, you know who those teachers are. You might know who those teachers are that, like, would brush you off and not do anything. Um, Jordan shared with me, there's a couple, you know, sometimes there's consequences for these individuals, sometimes there's just not, or sometimes their parents come to their defense and, uh, and nothing happens about it. Um, secondly, talk to your parents about it. 
Again, your parents might be like, well, uh, or they're afraid, or they don't know what to say, but maybe just, maybe they have more courage than you do, and their voice is louder than yours, and a phone call from a parent to the principal speaks louder maybe than you talking to the principal. Um, and then finally, I think this is huge, and I think this is kind of the message of uh, that trailer to the movie we saw at the beginning. Um, that movie, Bully, is in theaters now. It's not in Omaha. Uh, I don't know if it'll come to Omaha. It's kind of all over the U.S., but it's not everywhere. Um, make your closest friends at least aware of it. And um, don't go places. Like, if it happens in the parking lot, try to get, and some of you are like, oh, I just don't have that group of friends. Um, find somebody. Get somebody else to go there with you, to walk out to the car with you or whatever. Because um, I think witnesses are huge. You go to the principal or whatever, maybe by yourself, it's the same as in a court of law. Like, if you've got witnesses, if you've got four other friends that are there and said, yeah, this is what he said, we all heard it, um, the guy's probably going down. <laughs> um, people saw it. So that'll help. And if, if you're not being bullied, you guys, as a, I mean, as, the least we can do as a group of Christians is report it, even about a stranger. I mean, or, or going to their aid and their defense. I remember um, last year, a couple of guys in my group would kind of say, like, yeah, I've seen it quite a bit. And I love, um, I love to go try to get that bully away myself. I mean, basically, <laughs> I remember a guy being like, I like to bully bullies because, and, you know, like, not, I don't think in a horrendous way, but at least getting them off the littler, younger students or whatever. Um, you do want to be tactful, and you know, we'll talk about this maybe in group, you don't want to attack them, jump them, whatever, pull out a weapon or something that's not going to get you anywhere, and you know that. Um, hey, let me, uh, well, let me pray, and we'll go to groups. Um, let's do that. Father, um, Lord, I know that this topic lands in a thousand different directions for um, each one of these students. Um, God, for some of them, this is a topic really uh, that hits home, and it's hard to deal with it, and they maybe deal with it on a, on a daily basis. Um, God, maybe it's happened in the past and it's over with, um, but Lord, maybe the experiences that we've had already can truly help somebody else that's right in the middle of this. God, I thank you for guys like Jordan that are willing to share their story. Um, are willing to be vocal about it, that want to be an advocate against bullying. God, I, even, I thank you for guys like the makers of this movie even that um, are ending some of the uh, just ugliness in the world at schools and they're trying to get this message out. Um, but Jesus, I thank you first and, and foremost that you, um, you pay the ultimate price for us. And so God, like David, we can just declare, God, I don't put my trust in what they say, I put my trust in you God, I'm melted by who you are, by what you've done for me, by the love you have for me. God, I love how Romans 8 very clearly says there's nothing, there's nothing in all the world that can separate us from your love. Jesus, thank you for that. Thank you for taking death for us. Um, God, there's nothing, there's nothing we need to be afraid of. Um, and I pray that we'd find courage in you. And so God, give us the wisdom to know what to do with this, how to apply it. Give us the wisdom to know um, what to do and the courage to do it. So Jesus, we love you. We thank you just for this time together. Um, God, we pray for discussion in groups. So we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.